welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome back to Deeply Rooted Podcast. We're so thrilled to have you and and, um, really excited about what Val's going to talk about today. Thanks, Carrie. Um, You know, lately, I've gotten into a few discussions about unity. And, um, and we were talking about unity and purpose, like a really good unity. What does that look like? And I can't think of a more cohesive, tight, little united group than in the book of Daniel with Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you know about the, the story about the fiery furnace, the men who were thrown into the furnace because they refused to bow down to the golden idol. Well, that's these men. And um, they're never ever mentioned individually, which I found very odd. And the more you dig into their story, the more you realize why. They were so united. You never hear of a clashing of wills or temperament. And always it's a group, like one big, huge name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you have to think, how did that come to be? Well, to give a tiny bit of background, the the children of Israel and the, um, the whole kingdom of Israel is fallen apart and they've had king after king after king go about their evil ways and just forget about God and God warned them that the Chaldeans were coming and would take over their kingdom and he warns them that and here we are in Daniel and it's happened Nebuchadnezzar has come in Daniel 1 it says that the king commanded the chief eunuch of his own to bring some of the people of Israel to both of the royal family and of the nobility Youths without blemish, of good appearance, skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding and learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace. And they were going to be taught a new language, a new culture. They were going to become the king's slaves. Well, this is where Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel come in. They're part of this. So they had a a royal heritage. They might even have had a priestly heritage. They were intelligent people. They were very, they were placed in, in, places, uh, in positions of leadership. How did they stay united in purpose? How did they stay united for God? Well, I'm going to say it's because partly because of godly routines that they established. If you carry on in Daniel 1, it talks about how Daniel decides he will not take partake of the king's food. Part of that could be because of their heritage. If they came from a priestly line, then there are certain foods that God has set out in the Old Testament to be able to partake of and not. But it also could be, as some commentators have said, that that was the private part. That was the part they had control over. Sometimes our circumstances are so out of control. But what we allow in our minds and our bodies, they tell. This is no small matter. In fact, in um, in 1 Corinthians 6, it tells us, it alludes to this. Paul says, everything is lawful to me. But, not, but I will not become the slave of anything or be brought under its power. He also says, do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God? You're not your own. It's no small matter what we allow in our mind, what we allow to see and what we allow to hear or ourselves to hear. Some of those things can't be undone. So these are important aspects of a godly routine which leads us then to a godly focus. You know that they were very focused on worshiping and honoring God. They would have 
had would have had a um, strong prayer life because how else would they be able to stand up in chapter three of Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar has this great idol, uh, golden idol built, and he declares that everybody must bow down when they hear the music. Okay, we don't hear about any Zoom meeting between these three men going, hey, what are we going to do when the music starts? Are you going to bow down? Well, I might start. Well, if you do it, I'll go next. There's nothing like that. It's a united purpose because they already are united. They've had these godly routines and this godly focus already in within them. There was no problem. That music started. Everyone bowed down. They stepped. They were united, standing, standing against the fact that they would not bow down to an idol. They're, they would glorify their God to the death. And I'm just wondering, ladies, when we think about this story and just how united and purpose they are, what would it take to be that bold and open in our testimony today? Well, you know, Val, I just think um, your point of these three men that you don't hear their names separately and then they face this challenge um, that if you don't bow down to this idol, the king is going to throw you into a fiery furnace and you'll be burned alive. Um, that's a huge challenge to their faith because we know we're not supposed to bow down to idols. Well, what I like is that they um, are examples to us that when we face fiery furnaces in our life, things that are so hard to do and the consequences might be even life-threatening, but, uh, you know, we don't even have to go to that length, but just standing up for Christ, I think it was really key in their lives that they had each other. If I keep up with my uh, believing friends, they help me to stay on track, to do what you said, which is focus on the Lord, to, to, watch what I see and take in. They encourage me in my Christian walk. And I think that that's part of the reason that these three, the lesson we can learn from them is there is a blessing when you're connected with other believers in the body of Christ. So that's a little plug for um, structured connection, like small groups or mentoring, but it's also a plug for uh, creating good, solid Christian friendships uh, with people who will share their challenges, but who you are safe to share your challenges with. Yes, Martha, that's a good word. And you know, there's a reward from that. So so the story doesn't even end there. But the, what is so cool is there was a reward. Up until death, they were willing to sacrifice. They were being persecuted. They could not honor and, and glorify God. And so once they, they were saved from the fiery furnace, as we know, like you said, they were thrown in. And the Nebuchadnezzar says, oh, weren't there just three men that we threw in? There's a fourth in there. And he has the appearance of the son of God. And so he calls them out. And he does a whole 180. He is absolutely changed because of this encounter with the God, the wonderful God that we know and that we honor and that we, that we worship. And so then he says, Blessed be the God, this is in chapter three of Daniel, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, who set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any God other than their God. 
And then instead of now there being persecution for honoring and glorifying God, he now says there will be no other God that, will, that we will talk about anymore in Babylon, so, which was the whole world at that time. So now, therefore, he sets up these men, gives them a reward of a high position in the land to make sure they now can go and glorify God. There was a revival, basically, because of their obedience and united purpose to honor and glorify God. You know, when I uh, think of peer pressure and how easy it would have been for them to cave, I mean, they were just the, the minority, totally the minority. And it would have been easier for them in the moment to just buckle and do what the king had requested of them. But their unity and their community and their commitment to God um, actually empowered them with a supernatural love uh, for one another. And I believe the Holy Spirit would have helped them. Um, and they were a shining example of what um, a Christian in a very dark place should look like. And uh, I think too, when we think of all of the dark influences around us all the time, they are bombarding us, whether it's on TV, even on commercials, whether it's on social media, um, we need to be committed to filtering those thoughts through the word of God, where we look to the word, not to social media, not to um, what the current trends are. There are so many ideologies that conflict with our faith now. We need to really uh, stay strong in our walk with the Lord. And how do we do that? By lining up the ideologies with the word of God and just making sure we're standing on his truth. I wonder if that's where that saying comes from. There's strength in numbers and uh, being imitators of what you're around. The strength of um, having peers that you look up to and can emulate after. And I think of these three guys that had each other to support each other in their beliefs and stay strong. Um, there's a scripture that I was reading this morning. I just happened to um, find it applicable to what we're talking about. And it was about being imitators of what you're around. Um, if you guys want to take a look at John 3, it says, Beloved, do not imitate evil, but good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil does not know God. And I thought, wow, these three had each other to be strong. They did good because they um, stood up to the king. And ultimately, that's what I think the message is about. It's actually 3 John 1 John. and 11. Um, and it says, dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children. And those who do evil prove that they do not know God. That was from the New Living Translation. You know what? To carry on that thought, you are right. I'd like to bring it to a close in actually 2 Chronicles 7, where it tells us, if my people, God says, who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face 
and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. That's not talking to the world. It's not saying when the world turns to me. That's his people. That's us, ladies. When we stand united in purpose to glorify our God and serve him together, we will see God work. Well, listeners and viewers, thank you so much for staying tuned into our podcast today. We just absolutely love some of God's truths that come out, all of them. And uh, just going to ask you to stay deeply rooted this week. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ. Thank you.